You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 47. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I interview my friend, Maria Kang. Now, Maria is really one of the OG fitness inspirations. She has been in the fitness industry for a very long time, and I remember even before I got into the fitness industry, I knew who she was because she had a viral photo, and it was of her and her kids, and we talk about this viral photo in the episode, but I remember seeing that and I remember seeing the controversy around it and the fact that some people were really upset and some people really liked it. And we talk about that also um, in the episode. So Maria has been around the block a couple of times. Like I said, she's kind of an OG fitness mommy icon. And I love what she had to share today about some of the excuses that I hear that she hears that you may have said before, specifically the excuse surrounding, I don't have enough time. And in this episode, Maria gives some really good tangible takeaways that you can actually implement today to be able to find more time to do the things that are the most important to you. So let's dive into the interview with Maria King. I'd like to welcome Maria King to the podcast. Hey, Maria. Hey, Amber. I'm really excited that Maria agreed to come on um, the podcast. I think we have some really good stuff to talk about today. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So for anybody who's like been living under a rock and doesn't know who you are, can you just give us a little bit of like bio, a little history, who you are and what you do? Oh, gosh. It's such a, you know, I have such a large history in regards to fitness. Guys, she's like an OG. Like, (laughs) Maria is like definitely an OG. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, but I would say that the biggest thing that people know me as is like the famous fit mom who had a, uh, big controversial, you know, that brought a lot of conversation to, you know, shame and, and women and, and motherhood. It was a, a photo that went viral in 2013 and it said, what's your excuse with my three children who were three, two and eight months at the time. So that's what I'm mostly known for, but I've been in this industry for since 2000. Um, when I became a personal trainer in college. So that's how long ago it's been. And I and I used to write for bodybuilding.com, used to podcast with them. You know, I started a non- nonprofit called Fitness Without Borders in 2007, you know, and I founded the No Excuse Mom movement in, in 2013. So it's it's been a journey for sure. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the No Excuse Mom. Um, a lot of women listening, so we don't have all moms here, but there's a lot of moms listening. So what is that like premise, the No Excuse Mom? So what I love about No Excuse Moms is that we're not saying we don't have excuses. We're just saying that we we prioritize our health despite our excuses. I mean, as mothers, we know how extremely busy our lives can be. Um, and it's difficult to prioritize yourself when you're, you're literally last place. And so um, No Excuse Moms is basically, you know, let's let's be part of this 
positive and encouraging and supportive community of especially local women. I mean, I think that we are very isolated in general, especially because of social media. And I love the fact that our No Excuse Mom communities um, really promote working out in your local parks for free and developing friendship and encouraging fitness. So we have over 300 communities in 30 countries, and we're growing. So if anyone wants to become a leader or join as a member, you know, just go to our website, noexcusemom.com. That's amazing. And there's something so powerful about making friends and acquaintances and doing something with other people who are like like-minded, right? I think you're really right that a lot of times people are looking for these communities and sometimes we feel like we find it online, right? We find the fitness and community mm-hmm. online. And even though our real friends in life don't really understand what we're doing, yes. like we have these people who do, but having those in-person relationships is so valuable oh, yeah. to surround yourself with people who are thinking the same way and have the same kind of goals that you have. It makes such a difference. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always, always say that you are who you hang out with. Totally. I mean, like you flock, you know, birds of a feather flock totally. together. And it's true because these people normalize habits. They normalize mm-hmm. the, your way of thinking. And so I think that it's very easy to find those people online and find those mm-hmm. communities like we have on Facebook, but to be, you know, present, you know, and to see people and to re- really receive their energy in person is totally different. And so that's why, I mean, even, um, I usually have my workouts on Tuesdays and sometimes I'm tired and I don't want to go, but what, every single time I'm in outside among, you know, in nature, talking to other moms, working out, I mean, it's just, I come out of that feeling totally energized and refreshed. And so I really encourage people to really find, you know, people locally who they, who are very like-minded, who have the same passion and the same goals because, um, you know, they normalize healthy behaviors and that's what you want. And that's what you really need as human beings. What, what a great word to normalize because for some of you who are listening, who don't have friends who go to the gym, like the fact that you get up at, and exercise early at five o'clock is like crazy pants to them. Or the mm-hmm. fact that you like don't eat donuts every, like it's crazy pants. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of making it like you the weird one, you're like the weird healthy one. When you get with a group of people who think the same way and are doing the same way, then yeah, you're right. It normalizes mm-hmm. that behavior. Like, of course we get up and work out because we feel mm-hmm. better and we're better moms and we do more things in our life when we like take care of ourselves. Um, so normalizing that behavior. I love, I love that phrase. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think a lot of us, especially those who are, you know, extremely healthy or just really fitness focused, you know, because we live in a society where 75% are either obese or overweight, mm-hmm. um, you are, you know, the minority and you, and I think we have this mentality sometimes and maybe you felt this way too, you know, where I can do this, I can do this by myself. I'm okay being by myself. It's, you know, no, mm-hmm. it, you can be to a certain degree cause you are a leader. We're leaders, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing something that most people do not do, but it does get lonely and it is important to find connections with others so that they can give you that energy and reboot you and give you that motivation. I mean, we could do it by ourselves, but we're greater in numbers. Yeah. We just, Why we're just you? greater in numbers. Why would yeah. you do it by yourself? You yeah. can, but exactly. like it's yeah. so much easier with a community um, behind you. I yeah. love that. So take us back um, to this viral post that you had. Um, Again, like for anybody who hasn't seen the picture, you have a very fit Maria in the middle (laughs) surrounded by her three like very young kids um, with with the caption, you know, what's your excuse? And um, Maria, like, can you just kind of talk to us about what the reaction was 
from yeah. people, both the po- positive and negative, because I know that there was both to you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, let me start by saying that, you know, prior to taking that image, I didn't, I hadn't taken professional photos for 10 years because in my 20s, I, you know, I competed in, um, bikini competitions just started. I was the first bikini California. That's how new it was. And I was going through a lot of, um, just a lot of changes in my life with, you know, with graduating, competing, you know, jobs. And, um, I ended up having a eating disorder and it was bulimia and I suffered from that for several years. And I ended up gaining a lot of weight. I was probably like, you know, um, 30 pounds heavier than my normal for many years, even after I stopped, you know, um, the really bad habits of bulimia, you know? So anyways, uh, I ended up meeting my husband in 2007 and gave birth in 2009, 2010, and 2011 to all boys. And I realized, you know, I never stopped eating healthy and exercising, knowing that my body was beautiful regardless of how it manifested. And eventually, um, I started feeling stronger. Like I literally felt like my body recalibrated after having kids and I I felt good. And I decided, you know, I need to take some new images because I have a new product that I want to promote because I, um, at the time, I, uh, I started with massaging my belly regularly because I, you know, after you give birth, that's what they recommend. And so I, I started doing that, especially with my Chinese culture, they recommend that too. And so, um, I decided I'm going to create the first massage ball for the belly and I need a new, um, I need to start marketing myself and I don't have a Facebook page and nobody knows who I am. You know, I've kind of, I've always been in the industry, but not really kind of deal. So I decided to take new images and I knew that one of the images I wanted to take was with my sons and I wanted to put the very um, popular catchphrase, what's your excuse? Because I've seen that all the time being used by, you know, old people, by um, injured people, by any, you know, everyone, you know, what's your excuse or no excuse. And so I thought that would be a fun catchphrase. I didn't, think that it was going to be as crazy viral as it had become. Um, I never really had, was a part of the mommy wars, which is huge. Like I had no idea that there were mommy wars out there, but there are, there is. And so, um, as soon as I put it out there, I literally went viral overnight. Like I posted it on Facebook and, um, and then I woke up to thousands of new likes on Facebook, you know, on your Facebook page. And and I started getting lots of emails and it was just like wildfire. And so um, for a whole year, you know, I was, I had built this Facebook page and I was, you know, servicing the people who started following me, but I just kept getting those really mean emails from people. And I was just tired. You know, usually I'm the type of person that kind of avoids negativity, but then I decided to respond one day to uh, someone who had written to me that I was, I needed to take down my profile picture, that, that famous photo. And I, and, it, and she said, you know, you're a disgrace to women. You you bring women's feminism back 30 years. You know, you're, it was, it was just such a mean email. And I decided to just put a non-apology out there. Um, on my Facebook page, pretty much saying sorry, but I'm not sorry. And, you know, I'm not going to say sorry for working out every day in the morning or, you know, being careful about what I ate when I was pregnant or, you know, all of this, or the fact that I do struggle, the fact that, you know, you know, diabetes does run my family or that I, I used to be overweight and I'm not going to say sorry about that, you know? And so I was pretty much telling people that if you have a problem, you really need to look at the, the, the mind that created the problem. Because all I said was, what's your excuse? I never said it to you directly. I never said, I don't know you personally, but obviously you're taking this personally and you really needed to figure out why you're taking 
taking this personally. So that non-apology is what really made the photo um, powerful. Um, the photo is a powerful photo, but I, th- I definitely think that my stance of, you know, I'm not going to say sorry because we live in a very sorry focused world where you're apologizing all the time because everyone's always hurt about something. Mm-hmm. The fact that I kind of stood up and said, no, I'm not going to make an apology. And this is my conviction. Um, I think that people really gravitated towards that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I totally agree when, when you get triggered by something, that means a whole lot more about you and your interpretation of it than it does about the person who's saying it. Um, oh, yeah. Why are you getting triggered? If if you don't have any excuses, why are you getting triggered? Uh-huh. <laughs> why is somebody I mean, saying I, no excuses? <laughs> but you know what? I honestly think that it, I, I, I'm also an empathetic person. I absolutely understand why people took, you know, who, they took some issue with it. You know, number one, we live in a, like I said, most people are overweight or obese. So they think they have an excuse. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks, all those people think they have an excuse. And, um, and so when I asked a question, they had an answer, you know, or they thought they had an answer. Mm -hmm. And I think that the fact that, um, that's, this is another thing that was kind of annoying is people would say, well, you've had, um, lipo or you, you have a maid or a cook, or you're really wealthy or you don't work, you know, all of these, or you're a bad mom. That's a big one. You're Mm. a bad mom. Mm. And I just feel like all of these other excuses, you know, that people are giving me to make them feel better about their lot, you know, like, okay, well you're in better shape, but at least I'm not conceited, stuck up and, you know, all of this other things that you think that I am. Um, that was a little shocking, but not surprising. Um, but I do understand, you know, I understand that it is tough being a mom. I, I do understand that um, there is a lot of pressure to look a certain way. But at the same time, I understand the pressure, but I also don't understand the pressure because I don't think there's a I don't know. What do you think, Amber? I don't think there's a lot of pressure. I think there's pressure to be healthy. I don't think I think the media creates this pressure, but I don't think in, in real life women's demand women to look like fitness models, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Well, that's one thing I was thinking as you were saying, do you think it's harder? Do you think that it touched such a nerve because it was you as a mom? Um, versus you just as a woman or you as a male, like, I think it's that, that mom sphere that you're talking about those mommy wars. Oh yeah. I think that is such, that touches a nerve with people in a way that maybe other people who would be saying that wouldn't touch the nerve. Do you know what I mean? I definitely think it, uh, if I wasn't a mom, it would be different. Obviously, I wouldn't have those kids, right, in the photo, and, and it wouldn't have sparked so much conversation. But um, at the time, you always – okay, everything in life is about timing, mm-hmm. right? And so this is when um, social media was really starting. Now something goes viral every single day, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was the first viral fit mom, really. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think that at the time, blogging was big. And, uh, and moms were talking and Huffington Post, which you never see anymore, was huge, you know? Mm-hmm. So people were talking online. And, and I think that moms really started to have a voice online mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. all of the things I just mentioned. And so um, I think that uh, there's so much criticism and judgment and um, nitpicking. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, it was starting to, and it still is, but it really was starting to come to a head when it, when it, when we start talking about moms working or not working moms, nursing or not nursing moms, you know what I mean? So there's just this division that's happening 
everywhere, whether it's, you know, as the way we raise our kids to, you know, what our political beliefs are. But it, there's just this rising division between us. And I think that in 2013, um, it was really symbolic. What, my, what I experienced was really symbolic of what we were going through in social media wise and with moms. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even see that in like entrepreneurship. It's like you can't be an entrepreneur and a, and a good mom. Like you got to pick one. You can't be yeah. fit and be a good mom. Like you must obviously be like neglecting your children. We, yeah. we have this like dichotomy of that. It has to be like either or. Um, and I feel like with moms specifically, this niche of moms that we just are so much is expected of us. Um, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, it's like, you have to pick and we always, always should pick our children. Like that's what society tells yeah. us, right? Like uh, our children you know? should <laughs> always be every yeah. situation. It's always about, you know, our children. Yeah. And no. I feel like in a lot of ways we've ingrained that into ourselves. And so when we have this, when we have this thought pattern of like, I either can be healthy or take care of my kids, or I can either be an entrepreneur or take care of my kids. Well, Mm. obviously all of us are going to detail taking care of our kids because that's what we feel like we should be. Well, the question is, is, well, how do you define taking care of your kids? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm reading a great book. It's called How to Raise Successful Kids. Uh (laughs) Sounds like a good title. But it's so good. But it's talking about the helicopter mom versus the free Mm. range mom. And I'm definitely considered more free range. And I feel like, um, taking care of my kids means taking care of myself. You know what I mean? Because if I'm not a good, in a good state of mind, then, then I can't be good for them, but I'm not on the floor playing Barbies and Legos with them. I'm not taking, I mean, I am too, you know, sometimes and like I am taking them on their field trips. I take them to stuff, but at the same time, I make them come into my world as much as possible. They're coming with me, to the expos, they're coming with mm-hmm. me to my care home. They're coming with me to work out and they're learning how to become an adult and they're learning how things are made or how things are built or how things are fixed. And I feel like we're, I feel like kids are very egocentric. I mean, just yeah, we all are. Totally. I mean, how are you not? But I, I think that we need to teach them how to be part of the community. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something we aren't teaching them. A lot, a lot of it's all about the kid and they think the kid, mm-hmm. the whole world revolves around them. So anyways, um, no, I, I have so many thoughts about this. Number one, I think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a fit mom, um, I definitely think that there is this, this, this word balance that we all try to achieve. And I would say that Mm -hmm. I'm pretty darn good at balance. You Mm -hmm. know, I can do everything in every day, but at the same time, I will say that I'm, when I'm very focused on one particular goal, I'm out of balance Mm -hmm. and that's just how it is. You have Mm -hmm. to be out of balance in order to, to kind of climb that mountain, you know, but it doesn't mean like you're going to be out of balance forever. Mm. And that's why I always tell people about what is your seasonal life? Are you climbing? Are you on top? Are you balanced? You know what I mean? Cause you're not mm. always going to be in balance. So, um, just know your season. And so, uh, anyways, I, I can talk a, a yeah. lot about balance and like, you know, being all those things. I love that. Yeah. Let's come back to this idea about excuses um, and some of the excuses that you hear most often from women when they're talking about health and fitness goals. I mean, obviously the very, the number one is time. I don't have the time, yeah. you know, Absolutely. I don't have the time. And uh, another one might be, I don't have the support, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have the don't money. Have the yeah. I, I don't have the money or the resources. I don't have the motivation is a big mm-hmm. one. So, um, I, number one, I always tell people, uh, you, you know, I get in so much trouble. 
<laughs> you probably do too. Yes. But I just don't deal with that. I just like, well, it's because it's just not important to you. Yeah. It's just not important. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, you, you think you want it. You don't really want it, you know? And the reason why you don't really want it is because you're comfortable with where you're at. Mm-hmm. And the people around you make you comfortable with who you are. And, and that's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing either. That's why you always want to be around people who are very progressive and positive, but always forward thinking, you know, um, my friend, this funny story, my friend, you know, she was my bridesmaid. I've known her since high school. And she said, oh my God, I'm so happy that I'm um, finally getting over my fast food addiction. And I looked at her and I said, you have a fast food addiction. I've never seen you eat fast food. (laughs) And she's like, well, it's because I'm around you, Maria. (laughs) And it just goes to show again, like you don't, you, you are who you hang out with. People are just better behaved, you know, when you're around people and granted, I don't see her enough. So, I mean, I think I should have seen her enough so she wouldn't have eaten so much fast food, but I will say that, um, you can make the time if it means something to you. I want everyone to envision a time in their life when they're very focused, especially let's use weight loss because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, it's not always weight loss. Sometimes it's strength, but for the majority, it's weight loss. And, um, you know, usually it's a wedding. It's an event. It's a, uh, a vacation. Like you were just super focused and you did so well. And it's because you were totally motivated on a goal, on a deadline. You know what I mean? You had, uh, you figured it out because you wanted to figure it out. Mm. So uh, I think most people don't, they need to constantly recreate new goals, just like that wedding day. Um, for the rest of their life. I mean, it sounds so sad, but it's not sad because there's always fun stuff that you can do. Like whether it's, you know, again, um, um, doing a Spartan race or a, uh, or really looking great for a photo shoot or for an event. But I have always set new 12 week goals for the last literally 20 years. Like I need to constantly focus on something. I mean, sometimes I'm not, which is great, but I always, if I don't, then I'll get complacent. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like we said, I am around people that make me focused on goals or they, I focus on their goals. Like they say they want to run a a half marathon, like, and they invite me. And so I'm just kind of like riding along with their goals. But, um, but yeah, I think that if you want to make the time, you can make the time if you are dedicated to a goal that has a deadline. And I will say that I do a lot of things. Um, Number one, my best tip, if you want to figure out how to have more time is figure out what you're doing with your time. Mm, And I use, I use my phone a lot. I mean, everyone does, but I probably use my timer feature more than anything else on this phone. And I know how long it takes to do laundry. People who follow my social Mm. media know this, like it takes me literally 45 minutes to fold and put away like four to six, you know, um, loads of laundry on the floor, like, or on the bed, whatever it is. And, um, some people it takes days, like a whole day for them to do laundry. I'm like, why it shouldn't take that long. And it's because once you start focusing on it and just putting the shirts where they go and putting this where it goes, and it's, you're just so focused because you want to beat your time too. Um, you, you can get it done a lot quicker. I know that it only takes me three minutes to unload the dishwasher. Like you would think it would only, it would take at least five minutes, but it takes me three minutes. Like that means a lot, you know, like it's really not that bad when you think that it only takes about a commercial break to do something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I go to the gym, I put on my timer. I mean, it's, it feels like a long time, but 20 minutes goes by really fast and 20 minutes is always my minimum. So I would suggest that people look at what they're doing because you'll see how much time you spend on social media. I mean, they have that feature too uh-huh. on your phone. Now, um, you can make 20 minutes 
somewhere in your day, you just need to figure out what you're doing with your time. It's just like when you eat and you have to write down all your macros and uh-huh. figure out your calories. Like, what is your calories? Where are they coming from? You know, just being so, aware is that first yeah. step. And I'm totally going to start PRing my my laundry folding. Do it. Oh <laughs> I my, mean, that like speaks to me, right? Like, I'm going to yes. go for a laundry PR today. <laughs> oh yeah. No, seriously, it would. It, you have to compete with yourself. You have to figure out where you're. You know, when everyone and when anyone wants to do any type of goal in life, and this is so powerful. And when I used to write for Body Mode. Dot com. My first articles was how fitness relates to life. But man, I mean, honestly, if you want to save more money, if you want to, you know, um, lose weight, if you want to find more time, the first thing you need to do is budget. What do you need? Where do you need yeah. a budget? You need to create an Excel sheet of your life. Where's all of this going? Where's all your money going? Where's all your calories going? Where's all your time going? And then you just need to make adjustments. Everything boils down to the math, right? Yeah, so math it out. Awesome. So what other uh, tips do you have to help us find more time in our day? (laughs) You know, I will say that um, as a writer, because I uh, I wrote a book in 2015 called The No More Excuses Diet, but I also write regularly for my websites. Um, You know, I will say you need to go with the flow your flow times. People oh, don't yeah. realize that there are flow times. There's the the best time to do something. Like for example, the best time not to do something is laundry when your kids are awake and around you. You know what I mean? Because they They're will disturb you. <laughs> they will distract you. You want to make sure you do things when you're undistracted and you can get into flow. So for, when I, the kids are very little, my best time to work out was at 5 a.m. in the morning. That's the only time I could work out. But now it's uh, right before I pick them up from school. You know, Mm -hmm. because now they're gone. I I have some time now. And the best time to write, and this is for most writers, it's either early morning or late at night. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the flow time. So do things when you're at flow and when you're undistracted, you know, because it could either take you two hours to write an article or literally 20 minutes if you're in flow, right? Hmm, It could take you two hours to do laundry or 20 minutes when you're in flow. Mm -hmm. So think about when is the best time to do a task. It's not always when you want to do it. It's when it, it's your best flow time. Mm. So that's another um, time tip that I have. Um, in regards to even cooking, you know, I, um, and this is not even a, this is a tip, you know, we all want to be like that perfect mom. And we see all of those bloggers and like people who just make perfect meals. You know, I will say that I am a um, mediocre when it comes to cooking. But if I'm at Costco and there's like a, a frozen organic meal that is only 12 bucks that I can put in my oven, grab that meal. Do not feel <laughs> bad if you are not making home cooked bread, which I make home cooked. I love to bake, but I, at the same time, I don't always do it, you know? So always know, don't be too hard on yourself, you know? So don't be too hard on yourself when it comes to, um, your, your meals to your workouts, to anything in life. Like if you have a 20 minutes or you have 60 minutes, if you have 20 minutes to cook or you have 60 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, um, just know that in the big scheme of things, as long as it gets done, it's done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love that one. Um, how, how do you determine your flow times? Is it just like, you just kind of start to pay attention and just be like, yeah, that felt a lot easier. I probably should do that again at that time. 
Yeah. I mean, like, for example, I take my dog on a walk right after I uh, take the kids to school. And um, and this is just a, a funny, stupid example, but it's going to be 102 degrees today here in Sacramento. And oh. imagine if I decided to take my dog on a walk like now. Yeah. It, it would be Dying. really hot and really uncomfortable and really annoying. And I would feel a lot of certain ways. Like you have to be very centered in order to know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. You know what yeah. I mean? Or you don't have to be centered. You just have to know it. Like this is not a good time. Just know it, you guys. You know it's not a good time mm-hmm. to like – um, do laundry at three o'clock when the kids come home. You know what I mean? Like we know this, it's not good to decide to, um, work out at six o'clock after work when you're really tired and exhausted and you feel a lot of guilt. You know what I mean? Um, so do it when you feel good and, and know intuitively what feels good. Uh, and it always changes. That's just it. I mean, just like the seasons change, right? Like sometimes it actually might feel good to go on a walk at this time when it's winter. You know what I mean? But um, so just know that whatever um, construct you build in your mind of what works today might not work in two months. So you have to constantly be adaptable to change. But just know that you have to be aware of what feels good and what works right. You know, mm-hmm. I think that... Um, I think that you know when you know, yeah. you know, like just like you when you work out, you know what that doesn't work, and and you know that your body's not prepared for that, or you're not strong enough for that. But this feels good, and but yet this is challenging. And you know it by the way you feel the next day, you know, or what you feel right after. So um, I really encourage people to be very centered and just to um, be conscious about how they feel, you know, every day. Love that. Love it. All right. What other time tips do you have for us? <laughs> time, I'm, I'm lean. It's so funny is I probably like, I actually thought about writing a book about time cause I'm such a, I'm all about efficiency, you know, um, besides flow time, besides, you know, timing yourself, it's about the quality, always about the quality, you know, and to do things that are most difficult first. I like to use my, my note. My phone is like my best friend, right? Like it's always around me, but I u- try to utilize it, um, for, things that matter. So, um, if you follow my social media, I always, when I walk my dog, I think about my intentions. In fact, when I go to school with the kids, you know, we're not like super religious, but I will tell them, you know, we'll say a prayer and we'll say, what is our intention for today? And I think that people are very robotic and automatic and they don't really think about what do they really want to achieve out of this day? And if you're working towards any goal, whether it's a fitness, you know, whether it's professional, personal, physical goal, you know, they're working towards something. And so, um, I just want people to just be aware, like wake up every single, you know, hour, you know, and then say, why am I doing this? Like even going on social media, like, why are you scrolling, scrolling through social media? Like, what's the purpose? Um, a lot of people are not thinking about that. So I will listen to podcasts in my car cause I'm constantly driving everywhere. You know, I will, um, I, my car is clean most of the time too, which is interesting because, you know, van, and I drive a van, yeah. you know, most moms, it eventually gets dirty, but I just make it a point. It only takes 10 minutes to go through that car wash and, and vacuum the car. You know, like I just, I think about that, like how long it really takes to do things. It doesn't take that long, but, um, but yeah, I will say that you need to create intention on a daily basis. Like what is my purpose in doing this? And if you understand that, then you can be very focused you know, the power of focus is amazing. In fact, I will say that the, the, that one thing that will make anyone successful 
is the ability to focus on something. And if you can do it for longer durations, you will be super successful. Most people lack focus. I mean, literally from the moment you wake up, something's trying to distract you from what you are trying to do in your life. You know, whether it's a Facebook ad, whether it's a, whether it's an Instagram influencer, (laughs) whether it's your, your child, you know what I mean? Whether it's your friend whose drama is distracting you, there's always there's so many things trying to distract you. And if you can maintain your level of focus um, strongly throughout the day, um, you will become successful because you'll get your tasks done, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Those are such good tips. So your tips were figure out what you're doing with your time already, which I think is a great place for a lot of people to start because it's just like food. When you don't know what you're eating during the day, you like can't make any adjustments, like get really clear on what you're spending your time on. Um, figure out what your flow times are. That's something that I definitely speaks to me. Like my flow times are absolutely in the morning. I try to do something in the afternoon. I'm like, no good. Oh Um, yeah. And then developing that focus. Like that's huge being able to, and I liked how you said being able to extend that focus, like practicing, extending that focus for longer periods of time to be able to accomplish more. Those are awesome. Uh, Maria, you're amazing. I love you and I love the things that you've shared. I'm so grateful you're coming on. Can you let everybody know where they can find you and, and kind of hang out with you a little bit more online? Yes. Um, so people can find me on Instagram, Maria King fitness, um, on Facebook, Maria M King. But I mean, you know, honestly, I always say that you can Google me and find me and, and, you know, everything's linked to my website, (laughs) MariaKing.com. But I will say, um, I do have my no excuse mom communities, which you can find. And if you want to lead, let me know, um, no excuse mom.com. And then my belly ball is, um, also launching on TV this month. So you can, if you ever feel bloated or constipated or you have digestive issues, these are all things that I struggle with and that I, I wanted a solution for because I do not, I'm not a big pill popper. I don't, you know, I like to do everything holistically as much as possible. And so, uh, you know, doing, creating a massage that was gentle on the belly and, um, it's very true to my, you know, Chinese roots was, was awesome. It was really, you know, important to me. And so I'm excited that it's going to be airing on TV this month, but you can go to flatbellyball.com, flatbellyball.com, um, to get yours. And it's actually, um, it's actually a good price right now too. Cause usually I sell it for like 40. It's 19.99 right now. So I'm excited. Awesome. And we'll link all of that up in the show notes. If you go to bicepsterbabies.com forward slash 47, we'll have all of her stuff linked up in the show notes so that you can go and find it. Maria, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview and I hope that you had some really tangible takeaways from it. I think my favorite part was about PRing my laundry and I love the idea of timing the chores that I have during the day and really understanding first of all, how much time I actually am spending on each of them. And then also kind of making it a little game for myself and seeing how fast I can do things and understanding that you know what? It probably doesn't take as long as I think that it takes to fold the laundry. I thought that was a really awesome tip. So hopefully you had some good takeaways from this episode. And if so, will you please share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook and tag me. I would love to know what you took away and how you're going to find a little bit extra time in your day so that you can prioritize the things that are the most important to you. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? 
If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.